Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Well, hey everyone, here we are in a new year and I hope you've got it in your spirit and your heart that it is not just in the natural calendar tick over a new start, but in God it's a new start. No matter what you want to leave behind, you can know that you are prophetically entering a new season, a new era, a new uh, sense of destiny and a new start. Hey, uh, this year, uh, starting this year with a thought around the fact of starting a new season in God. In Lamentations, it says this, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. And I so love that thought that the greatness of God's love, it far outweighs anything that can come against you. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. You are not consumed. Because of His great love, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Hey, last week I started the series around this thought that, you know, when it says that his compassions are new every day, it speaks about his mercies are new every day, his compassions are new every day, his loving tenderness is new every day. It actually comes from a word, uh, raham, which speaks, one picture it speaks of is the prophetic picture of a woman pregnant. It speaks of the fact that she would have the, the sense of newness, the sense of new life in her womb and the same care and attention she gives to growing that baby is the same care and attention that God gives to growing you and His promise and His purpose for you and your future in 2022. You know, God isn't just uh, putting out His blessings to you and hoping that it all works out. God has a commitment to you. Last week I spoke about His commitment to protect you, that He will do whatever it takes to make sure that you are protected and you are safe, that He sends spiritual forces, that He sends natural help, that He'll send people, that he'll give you wisdom, that he will take you through each and every circumstance to make sure that you head this year, head into this year with a great sense of protection, that you are not on your own. But today I want to add to that and speak about the fact that God has an incredible commitment to feed you. You know, every mum who's growing a baby inside of her, she doesn't, you heard the phrase, oh, you're now, now you're eating for two. She's not eating now just to feed herself. She's also eating now to nourish and feed that beautiful baby. Every single growing fetus requires nourishment. It's absolutely critical for it. God wants in the same way this year to feed you. He doesn't want you to head into this year malnourished. He doesn't want you to live this year trying to fulfill the destiny that he has for you undernourished, malnourished, coming from a place of starvation, coming from a place where you don't have the energy and the strength to do what He's called you to do. God wants you to be strong. God wants you to be fed. God wants you to be nourished. God wants you to have all the vitamins you need, the energy you need to do what He's called you to do. In Matthew 5, 6, it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Look at this, for they shall be satisfied. If you are hungry in God, He'll satisfy you. If you are thirsty in God, He will satisfy you. No matter where you're at on your journey and what you're needing in God, if you hunger for Him and you thirst for Him, He will feed you to satisfaction. Matthew 4, 4 says, but He answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes 
from the mouth of God. You know, it's wrong to get into the pattern of thinking you can actually be fed by only natural things for a supernatural destiny. God wants to provide both natural blessing, but also supernatural, spiritual blessing that God again shows us here that you are at your best when you are fed, when you've got a full spiritual tummy. Now, 1 Peter 2.2, therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Look at this, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Again, it paints the picture, get good food into you, get satisfying food into you so that you can grow up in your salvation. And that's the thing, isn't it, about our salvation, that it's not a one-off event. When you have a spiritual awakening or a spiritual encounter, it doesn't stop there, but it's a lifetime. It's an adventure of being fed and growing, being fed and growing. And God's got a commitment this year to protect you, but He's also got a commitment to feed you. And that's what I wanna speak about today. Number one, when it comes to eating spiritual food, number one, eat nourishing food. Eat good food. Eat food that will satisfy you. 1 Peter 2.2 actually starts by saying, therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk. So there's a line that's drawn and actually two things that are spoken about here. Eat good food, but also rid yourself of the bad food. Now this word rid, it comes from a few different words, but one of the words it speaks of is putting distance between yourself. Put distance between yourself uh, between yourself and bad food. So thinking about that, rid yourself of the bad stuff and eat the good stuff. In other words, build relationship with good food and put distance between yourself and bad food. Build relationship with good food. Get close to it. Fill your fridge with good food. I don't know about you, but if, if it's in my house, it's way more tempting to eat it than having a craving and driving out to the shops in the middle of the night. If your fridge has junk food in it, if it is close to you, if, it's in, if you're in relationship with it, if, if you like, the access is easy to junk food, man, it's so much easier to get it into you. What you stock your fridge with is probably what you'll eat. Question, what's in your spiritual fridge? What have you stocked up your life with? What have you allowed in? What have you brought in? You can't blame the bad food. You've got to actually take responsibility and say, I've actually brought it too close. Build relationship with good food. Get it close. Go to the right places. Build the right relationships. Take a stock take of your fridge, of your circle and say, what food is here? And also, as much as it's about eating nourishing food, it's as much about ridding yourself, putting distance between you and bad food. Starting to say, I need to stop going to that place because it stocks my fridge with bad food. Stop uh, reducing the amount of time maybe in a relationship because when I'm in that relationship, there is envy, gossip, slander. It's a toxic relationship. I walk away and my fridge has been stocked with things that actually don't nourish me, 
but malnourished me. It's junk food for my soul and it's junk food for my spirit. Number one, God's commitment to feeding you, number one is about eating nourishing food. Do what 1 Peter says, rid yourself of the junk food and fill your life, eat, your, eat in your life of nourishing food. Number two, eat age-appropriate food. Eat age-appropriate food. Now, 1 Corinthians 3 teaches us, I love this verse. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly. I just think that's, you don't wanna get that sort of letter from a man of God. Look, I wanted to address you as a strong adult, as a mature person, but I couldn't. I couldn't address you, I couldn't, I couldn't talk to you, I couldn't relate to you as a mature person who lives by the Spirit, but as a person who is still worldly. Look at this, mere infants in Christ. He says, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready. And this is the sobering, challenging phrase, indeed, you are still not ready. Hey, is there anything wrong with milk? No. Is there anything wrong with, is there anything better about meat? No. There's nothing worse or weaker or wrong with milk and there's nothing more elite or better about meat. What happens is though, is that it actually has to be eaten age appropriate. Babies get milk, adults get meat. But if you, there's always a correspondence between where you're at on your journey and the type of food, the type of spiritual food that you should be eating. If you are too, if you eat too young, you'll be undernourished. And that's what Paul's saying here. He's saying you have stayed as an infant because you kept eating infant food. If you eat young, you'll stay young. You'll stay starved, you'll stay weak, and you, will, you, you won't be strong enough to do what an adult is meant to do. Now, my little girl Suki, she eats as a three-year-old should eat. And you know, it's, I've gotta be honest sometimes, it's like, how do you eat that much food? But for the general, per, general principle here is, she actually eats much lighter and she eats smaller than Phil who goes to the gym every day and Phil who is an adult and Phil who has to do a lot more exercise and Phil who has a lot more responsibility. Our menus are different and she eats young and I eat old. If I ate what Suki ate, I would end up losing weight. I would end up with less energy. I would get irritable. I would get grumpy. I'd get fatigued. I'd actually physically get smaller and I would be able to only be able to do certain amount, I'd be able to do less in life. Why? Because I'm eating young, I start behaving young. Challenge, are you eating age appropriate? If you've known Jesus for decades and you haven't moved from the kids menu, it's time to start making a change and start appreciating what God's trying to grow in your life and start eating age appropriate. Now, a bit of encouragement. It's also wrong to eat too old. And this is when we get into a sense of um, trying to strive in our faith. When we think, oh, I should be at this place, or I 
should be doing more. And you can think, oh, I'm just a brand new Christian to Jesus. I've just started in my faith. And you can think, man, I should be able to do this. Why am I still wrestling with this sin? Or why am I still struggling with this? And you can actually think, I should be eating. And I don't think that word should is a blessing to anyone. And you can start to say, I should be eating older. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And God says, no, 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 just eat age appropriate. Eat, in the, eat according to where you're at on your journey. See, if you try to eat too old, you'll get sick and you'll actually struggle to eat it. If I gave my dinner to Suki, she'd only be able to eat a small part of it. In fact, if I forced her to eat it all, she would be very, very sick. She wouldn't be able to eat it. It would be an awful, painful, manufactured experience. Why? Because it's not eating age appropriate. I tell you what, you know what makes us eat too young or makes us eat too old? It's actually pride. It's actually thinking, oh, I don't need to do what God's actually asking me to do. It's actually it's looking at ourselves in the wrong way and actually not seeing ourselves the way that God sees us. And we think, oh, I need to be better than, or I need to, oh, I'm too good for that, or I'm not good enough for that. And God says, hey, see yourself the way that I see you and eat age appropriate. Friends, God will bring the right aged food to you. And I would, I guess, say to you, rest. Calm yourself. Stop pushing, stop manufacturing, stop resisting, and eat according to where you're at on your journey. Lastly, eat future food. Now, 1 Peter uh, says this, uh, uh, like newborn babies, crave spiritual milk so that you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. About three years ago, I, made it, I was doing a certain diet program and someone had written this diet program for me. And um, one of the changes was this. I used to have uh, cappuccinos every day and have two, three cappuccinos, it was great. And one day they said, look, it's time for you to stop having milk, full cream milk. And now I'm gonna introduce you to the wonder that is almond milk. And I thought, man, these cafe coffee weirdos, these freaks, which I now would say about oat, you oat milk weirdos, but macadamia milk weirdos, whatever it is. But you know, I was introduced to almond milk and I really struggled with it at the start. I didn't like it at the start, uh, but now I have it every day. Long black with almond milk, it's the Newman special. It's my go-to. But now if someone had give me, gave me a latte or a cappuccino with full cream milk and I had it and I had it, man, I think it tastes disgusting tastes heavy to me, it tastes sweet to me, it actually makes me a bit sick. Why? Because I've moved on. My diet has moved on and I actually can't go back. That's why what you feed yourself with is so important because how you feed yourself actually is feeding your future. Junk in, junk out, and it's not just in your present, here's why. Because what you sow now actually is what you'll reap with later. So if you are feeding yourself badly now, you will be bringing up bad things now, which is actually seed that you're sowing now that you'll reap for in your future. As you eat with wisdom and as you eat according to the word and what God has for you now, it's actually not just going to serve now, it's also going to serve your future. Eat proper relationships now. Eat good financial management now. 
Eat good health practices now. Eat good church relationships and fellowship now. And it will not just serve your now, it'll actually be seed you're sowing for your future. Hey, if you don't yet know Jesus, I wanna speak to you for a second and actually encourage you that Jesus came to feed you to satisfaction. Jesus came to sow and put up a banquet for you of love and peace and grace. And you think of the fact that you've been eating of sin and eating of mess and eating of toxic relationships and eating dysfunctional things, eating things that hurt you. Whereas if you will change menu, if you will come into the kingdom, if you will open up your heart to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need to eat what you're offering of forgiveness and of grace and of salvation and of peace, I guarantee, friends, your whole life will change. Jesus died on the cross for your mess, for your sin, for your mistakes. You don't need to keep eating from them. You can start to eat and fill your life with His gospel, with His goodness, with His peace, and your whole life will change. If you need to give your heart to Jesus, I wanna pray for you today. And this was not a one-off event, but this is a start of a great journey of knowing Jesus and a journey of filling your life into your spirit and into your heart with things that will bless you, nourish you and grow you in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for those who need to give their hearts to you and open up their lives to you. And Lord, I pray that from this day forward, Lord, their hearts will be filled with forgiveness and grace and blessing and peace. I thank you, Lord, that they will be nourished by the good things that are found in you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, for us all, no matter where you're at on your faith journey, be a person who understands that God has a commitment to protect you, but also to feed you. And in 2022, eat nourishing food, eat age-appropriate food, and eat future food. And as we feed ourselves well, we will grow well and become the people that God has called us to be. God bless. Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts and videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.